Hello, colleagues, and welcome to another Five for Friday episode of the Assistant Principal Podcast. Today's shout out goes to C. Lee 0814, who wrote in his review, Always on Point. Dr. Buskey always has a way of making complex situations simple. It was a joy to listen, as always, and can't wait to hear Miss Miller on the next episode. Cliff, I know who you are. Cliff, thanks for the review. We really appreciate it. And I would remind listeners to rate and review the podcast on whatever your favorite podcast player is. It does help people find the show. Hello, colleagues, and welcome to the Assistant Principal Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Frederick Buskey. We are all on a leadership journey. Every day, we have a chance to grow. Every day, we have a chance to help others grow. My goal and the goal of this podcast is to help you grow into being a strategic leader, a leader who puts people before purpose, who solves problems instead of treating symptoms, and who understands the difference between progress and action. Through this podcast, my daily email and virtual programs, I'm working to build a network of inspired and inspiring school leaders. Let's get started on today's adventure and this unique opportunity to learn to live and lead better. Today's episode of Five for Friday recaps the strategic leadership emails for the week of June 4th through 9th, 2023. Last week, I wrote about some leadership lessons I think I might be reminded of on my upcoming hike of the Penine Way. This week, I shared some lessons that I've already learned in the lead up to our departure. The theme for Monday was that shared leadership is real leadership. While the main focus of Pam and I's upcoming trip is the Penine Way hike, we also have a few days after the hike and then, follow, and then following that, a week in Lisbon. Now, I've led the planning for the hike, but Pam's led the post-hike planning. And we've moved really easily alternating between the leader and the follower roles of the two different parts of the trip because we're a team. And that's the way leadership should work. Leadership is not a position. It is a role. And leadership should be shared, collaborative, and fluid. The leader who does everything for everyone is limiting the capacity of the organization. The leader who seeks to share leadership and develop it in others is building a stronger organization and stronger people. Maybe take a minute to reflect on your leadership team. Maybe it's a formal team or maybe it's an informal group of people. Celebrate where leadership is shared but also look for opportunities to improve. On Tuesday, we talked about how strategic leaders let different people make different choices. On our grand adventure, most of it takes place in England and England means rain. Even in June, we could face torrential downpours. And consistent rain can make a miserable hike, especially if your gear gets wet and Pam and I are both carrying down bags. So we need to be careful. And excessive rain and moisture is going to increase the risk of getting cold, as well as can really take a toll on our feet. Now, there are multiple strategies for dealing with the rain. And if you go onto backpacker forums, you will see raging debates about the appropriateness of different kinds of rain gear. 
And Pam and I have discussed and debated all of it. And in the end, we've each decided on a different strategy. I'm opting for a poncho and she's going for a breathable waterproof jacket and pants. I joke that of course the poncho is the correct choice, but only time will tell. Now, as leaders, we make mistakes when we assume that the best solution is our solution or that the best solution for us is the best solution for everyone else. And I've been so guilty of this throughout my career. So one thing we really need to do is to listen more, listen to people and ask them what will work for them. And then even if what they think is going to work for them, isn't what we would choose, we need to trust them. We need to trust people to make their own decisions. And remember this, if I somehow managed to pressure Pam into using a poncho and it didn't turn out well, now I'm the one who owns that result. So be mindful of decisions you make that impact others and check yourself. Are you making assumptions without talking to the people involved? On Wednesday, I shared my concern about overuse injuries. Pam and I know that we can hike 16 miles in a day, but doing it for 18 straight days is going to challenge our joints. We've put some decades onto these bodies already and they aren't quite as resilient as they used to be. A toe injury or knee or hip issue could become absolutely debilitating on a hike like this. So beyond listening to our bodies, the most important thing that we can do is carry less weight. Every pound in a backpack generates eight pounds of force on the knee. So at 2000 steps per mile, that translates into seven tons of extra pressure on the lower extremities every mile. And we're traveling 270 miles. So cutting weight not only decreases the risk of injury, but it also reduces fatigue and allows us to walk longer, faster, and more enjoyably. Unfortunately, in organizations, we often take the opposite approach to cutting weight out of the pack and we add it. We add jobs, we add requirements, we add meetings, we add change initiatives, and it's add, add, add. And yet we rarely take things out. I remember the year before I left Clemson University and I had this realization one day that I loved 90% of the work that I did, but I was having no fun. And the reason for that was that there was just too much and I never felt like I was doing an adequate job or could complete any of my, or could not complete my full to-do list. And we need to be careful, especially with our teachers. Most of our teachers love teaching and as leaders, if we can support them in that by making it easier for them to focus on their teaching and not more difficult, that's where leadership can make a big difference. So think about this. If you lead people, what can you do to lighten their packs? And I don't mean that you should be taking stuff out of other people's pack and putting it on yours because it doesn't help the team if you've weighed yourself down so much that you're five miles behind everyone else. What can you do to look at people's packs and lighten stuff? take it out and drop it in the trash or leave it on the side of the road. I first read about the Penine Way back in 1985 as a graduate student at The Ohio State University. 
in an issue of National Geographic. And I remember picking up that brand new National Geographic magazine and opening it up and this paper map fell out on the floor and I picked that up and here was this incredible hike laid out and a huge article with all the photos and all the descriptions. And this is 1985. And I said, someday I'm going to do that hike. And now here we are something like 38 years later. And I've been wanting to do this hike for all of those decades. One of the things that I've begun asking myself is what if the reality doesn't live up to the hype? I mean, you can imagine how much I've thought through this hike and I've read about all of the different sections. So in my, in my head, I've already walked this thing multiple times. And what if it doesn't turn out to be that great? So I have a plan and I'm approaching this hike similar to how I would approach a big change initiative. The challenge with big change is we get focused on going A to Z and we get focused on the future. The way we need to do it is to focus on A to B, one step at a time, stay grounded in the present and make sure that everything we're doing is able to improve our lives and add value immediately. And that's how I'm approaching this trip, to stay grounded, to stay grounded in the A to B. I'm not focusing on getting to Kirkuthome, which is the end point of the hike. I'm just going to focus on enjoying the sights around me, enjoying the people that I meet, and just taking in every moment. Because in the end, it's not the, it's not the big, hyper-powerful things. That's not where the real joy is in a hike like this or in life. Life's made up of small moments. And as leaders, livers, and lovers, if we can appreciate the small moments and stop focusing and waiting for the big things to happen, we're going to be better people, happier people, and better leaders. So if you're listening to this podcast on Friday afternoon when it comes out, that means I think it's a very late Friday night or maybe even getting to be Saturday morning in England. And we should be in Sheffield, which is uh, the city, the bigger city before we get to the smaller town where we depart for the hike. We left the United States on the 8th, arrived in England the morning of the 9th, and we set foot on the trail the morning of the 11th. So we built in a couple rest days just to make sure that before taking off on this big adventure, our bodies have had a chance to recover from the last adventure, which is simply all of the airline travel getting to England. We've also built in a rest day in the middle of the hike, and we've given ourselves a couple extra days at the end of the hike in case it takes us longer to complete and we just need to slow down and need more days. And I think this is a practice we need to get better at in education. And we can do this in multiple ways. First of all, to stop scheduling meetings back to back. I know I've had the experience of having three or four meetings strung all in a row. And by the time I finish the day, I can't even remember what the first meeting was about. And I've probably lost most of the second meeting and about half the third meeting. So in the end, all those meetings stacked like that are counterproductive. On the other hand, if I can take breaks between those meetings so that I can process what happened and process that knowledge and actually maybe capture something that I know I need to follow up on, that 
increases the the productiveness of the meeting itself. It's the same thing with change initiatives. If we just cram them together, or if we think that we can run at some breakneck pace for the next six months to slam something in, it just doesn't work that way. There are lots of things that happen that we can't predict. And everybody needs time when they can take the foot off the gas. So being really intentional about building in times when we're not focused on some big improvement, when we're not driving professional development, when we're not making extra demands of people, it's really important for long-term health and long-term sustainability. Now I've got one bonus if you've stuck around to the end of this episode. And this relates to the experience Pam and I had on Monday morning when we were trying to do some finalizing of flights. Now we've had our flight going out to England for a long time. We didn't, we had not scheduled our flight coming home from Lisbon because we were just waiting to make sure that we had some other things lined up. And so when we got on Monday to schedule our flights, we were shocked and surprised about how expensive it is and how many other challenges there are. And when we started to look at all of the pieces that need to happen from us finishing the hike in this tiny little town in Scotland to trying to get to Portugal to then trying to get home, it was a nightmare trying to coordinate everything. And we literally sat for five hours trying to book flights from Edinburgh to Cornwall to Lisbon and home. And what made it really tough was we didn't know all of the exact dates, right? So we were afraid to commit to one thing because if we got that wrong, it would throw off all of the other dominoes. In the end, we managed to at least get the flight home and we're just going to have to figure out all the other stuff um, in between. And again, this kind of goes back to the message from Friday, which is we have to build in some time to rest, but we also have to build in time to think for things to go wrong. And if we're doing some big change initiative, just like a big vacation, it's hard to plan every single thing out. And if we plan it too tightly, one mistake winds up throwing off the whole schedule. So understanding that there's going to be some flexibility, there are going to be some unexpected things happening and accounting for that in the schedule is just super critical. All right, so that's it for this travel rendition of Five for Friday. I thank you for including me on your leadership journey. I will try to send a few updates while we're gone to have Mara share them out with the daily email, but I can't really make promises on that because my goal is to stay grounded in the present. On Tuesday, I look forward to seeing you again when we feature my interview with Dr. Sarah Fine. Sarah and I talk about deeper learning, the kind of learning that engages and motivates kids and helps them understand their world more fully. We talk about some concrete things that assistant principals and other school leaders can do to support and promote deeper teaching in their schools. So please tune in on Tuesday for a great episode. Please remember to subscribe and rate this podcast. Rating the show helps others find it. And if you want to be a super fan, consider leaving a review. 
Again, you'll be helping others find the show and you'll be making me smile. And maybe you'll even wind up getting a shout out at the top of the episode. I'm Frederick Buskey, and thank you again for joining me on this episode of the Assistant Principal Podcast. Cheers. <laughs>